check this. Welcome, 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 one and all. Thank you, Michaela. Thanks to Javen Avon there for his tunes. Hey, keeping us going on a Monday evening. The DL Debate is back. This is your host here, Brendan Devaney. It's the start of season four and the show is live, live. It's going live every week now, I'm glad to say. And what a weekend to go live. What a money to go live after a massive two points for Donegal yesterday at home to All-Ireland Champions Kerry in Balbuffet. We're going to discuss that game in depth with my, my guest coming up soon. We're going to look across all the Division 1 games and including Derry in Division 2. Another real promising start to the season for them. We also have a piece with A2U and ladies football boss Maxie Kern coming up. And we'll have interviews and feedback from Balbuffet yesterday including Paddy Carr and that sensational debut from Keelan McGolgan as good as I've ever seen. Now first of all I want to introduce my two guests. Uh, I need a drum roll for this man, really. If I had a set of drums, I should have warned uh, Joe Dex, he's producing this evening, <laughs> to get the drum roll ready. He is the Glenswell Giant, one of our All-Ireland winners from 2012. The best hands in the business, Big Neil Geller. Welcome up to the studio, Neil. Thanks, Brian. Good to see you, lad. And joining us on Zoom, another man that has a, a serious medal haul uh, with Cross and Armagh, including, of course, a young footballer of the year award, and if you see him, if you really see him on our, on our streaming there on the, on the Facebook live, he still looks like he could be in that category. Join us from Cross McGlen via Cheer and Oog. It is Aaron Kiernan. Brandon, great to catch up with you again. Good man, Aaron. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, listen, Neil, I want to shoot across to you first. You were in Balbuffet yesterday, and uh, it was an emotional uh, day. I thought <laughs> it's a long time since I've got so excited about a league game because of the the lead into it with. The, the, the players, uh, of course, retiring, the players weren't available, the players were injured. A lot of talk about the management. I mean, it seemed they had to jump so many hurdles. So Kerry coming yesterday, you know, particularly going 163 points down, you were like, oh, this is going to be a tough, tough year potentially. What we seen after that was, was real, like, uh, they give it full gusto, reeled off seven points in a row. And, I mean, I, I, Balbuffet really came uh, to light. And even though we're not out of January... It seemed like a massive uh, victory, Neil. As much as that was, <clears throat> it was exciting. Like, and you know, especially the way it ended up with the score. They end up it was a great score by Patrick. Like, you know, but again, same as yourself when 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 it was like one one sixty three points in the first half. Like, I know we were playing in a bit of a breeze and stuff, and it was bad conditions. But you weren't kind of thinking that you know you're hoping for the best, but weren't thinking it was going to go great. But listen, see. A couple of points just before half time and uh, brought it back to three points at half time, I think it was. And then second half, like it was just kind of over and back the whole time, like you know. And um, no, like all them young fellas stood up, like as you say, Keelan McCulgan, like what a debut, three points from wing back. Like, and I know Kerry were missing a lot of like the Clifford and Shan O'Shea and all, but like they still had the two Spillans, like you know, Tony Brosnan has been shooting the lights out down there, um, Darren Moynihan's been there and thereabouts and stuff, so like. The defence, like for them to, to to keep them, you know, and keep them to what was it, one nine or whatever. Um, that was a good good performance, and then the score to end up just, you know, it was great. Because Patrick wasn't on it too much, you know, by his own standards. It was one of those games where it was kind of 
bypassing him and the way the way it was played he came out a few times tried to get under the game so it was one of the matches he missed that free then you remember in the second yeah. half which was unlike him but I was thinking as a as a forward and a free taker when you're cold like that that can happen sometimes you know it was his first real real shot of goal there and, it, and so long into the game but then come with the her the capitan steps up brilliantly worked Ball and you look at the modern game, he blanket defence, that's what you've got to do. The wee give go, and once you got on that left foot, you could almost see the, the headlines coming already. No, exactly, and I mean, <clears throat> he's well capable of that. Like, it probably, like Tag Morley just went on sweeping a lot, even when they lost possession. Tag Morley just dropped in front of Patrick and Jimmy Brennan and that, but again, like, Patrick's, you know, he's your, he's the marquee player now, obviously, you know, wherever it may go, but it's like, you know, the big players, like, you know, um, the big players perform and I was just looking watching the last play unfold and I was just like saying to myself you need to get it to Patrick like you know and because that's you know what they're there for and that's what they're good at and, and thankfully the way it worked in he just had possession before went over to the ter- to the stand side when it came back to him then he just came alive when he got it and got the 1-2 and got that bit of space like and thankfully it carried over and it was a great score like and I was, I was delighted for the players because even though it is January and it's the league, like you know what I mean, the way the championship is now, like the championships in April, like and it's not as if you know when the league finishes, you have another kind of a pre-season of five or six weeks to get ready for the championship. Now it's all fairly condensed, like and you know you need to get kind of blood new players, aye, but you need to get playing together as a team, like first year in for the new management, playing together as a team and. Things that got them boys will be buzzing going back to training on, on Tuesday night, you know. Definitely. So, Aaron, looking in from outside, uh, I know it's two points. You know, you had a depleted Kerry team, uh, a wee bit late coming back. You had their full back line was in there, Aaron, and they're, and they're six. Um, two, three of the other guys that started came on subbing all there in the final. So, they still had enough quality throughout the team. And Donegal, you know, unbelievably depleted. So, uh, what, what was your take, uh, Aaron, for, for, from outside in terms of what happened in Balbuffet yesterday? Yeah, well, obviously as a neutral, I was an interested spectator and I get what you're saying in terms of who Kerry were missing. But to, to be fair, Donegal were, were missing equally as much. Um, and that was all across the field from, like you could arguably say, your your most influential defenders, Bon Gallagher, Mogan, McHugh. You're without those boys. And then obviously Langan, Thompson, the O'Donnells. Um, like that's a huge amount of experience and quality that, that yourselves are missing. And I have to say, um, as a neutral who was sitting there, like I was impressed with how Donegal started. I was impressed with their composure. Um, and uh, well, obviously the goal was, was a, a, it was a mistake. Um, and it, it could have set them back completely. You know, it did look like it was a game that could run away but I have to say what I was really impressed with and I know you've mentioned a few times with Caleb McColgan was the composure to get the ball from one side of the field to the other and it kept seeming to happen and he's got three really good scores where you went up along the terrace side and switched wings and it was twice it was McColgan who come sort of inside the 45 found himself at the edge of the D but kicked with real conviction and, and if you're saying from people who were at the game that he was kicking into a win for a debutant to get up that far but to come on at pace the time is run perfectly and to kick with the conviction that he did um, again user heavily invested as Donegal men so you could fear the worst maybe knowing who was missing but for me sitting back watching it um, I thought the conviction and confidence he had kicking it but I also thought then that the roar from the Donegal support um, I felt that they really got behind the team and I think that they sort of knew 
um, what was sort of hanging over the team coming into it, you know, in terms of the doubts about the team, the doubts about the management team, um, the doubts about the amount of players that you were missing. Uh, so for me, all of that, I think, led to you really digging in and seeing out the half with only three points in it. And, and like I said, realistically, the goal was a mistake that, uh, well, very rarely um, you're, you're going to see that there happening in a game and it's something that can easily be ironed out. Um, so other than that there, I, I think the management team and the players themselves would have been going in at half time, um, you know, with their confidence sort of back up again um, and really looking forward to ripping into them the second half, knowing that you, you had a bit of a breeze at your back. Um, so for me, to stick in it whenever it looked like it could have easily went away from you was the most impressive thing, but it was how you worked the scores um, and, and the players who took them. Um, that's what really stood out to me, like I said, as a neutral who was just sitting back watching. The, the feet up, Aaron, it was, it was a blustery enough day. Indeed, I was saying you were saying, I'm happy enough watching it at this point. Yeah, you mentioned the goal. Of course, we did do something very similar against our man, the championship last year, which was a bit disappointing, Aaron. And that 1-6, I think, that 1-6, 1-3, I think was direct mistakes, uh, Neil. But after that, you know, when, when, when you're pushed to the very back of it, you know, where defence was at sixes and sevens, we were being skinned at the back quite often. We looked like we were in trouble. We seemed to then, then solidify. And as I say, they score seven points in a row. You know, we mentioned McColgan, of course. I, I, I thought he was phenomenal. Dara Boyle was completely out of favour under bonus time, had a, had a phenom, had a brilliant game as well. Uh, and of course, Conor O'Donnell had a couple of brilliant scores, particularly on the left foot. You know, I was looking at the Kerry defence at that stage. They, they thought, you're going to work because you're on your left side going ahead never go <laughs> he just curls it over the bar uh, beautifully that, you know there was some brilliant performances in there Patton's kickouts as well at times they were, were within inch perfect you know so you know, look, looking at it in terms of as Aaron was saying there, the amount of people that was out and people that, that's away that still they come back if Donegal can get something from these players and can unearth a few players, it can only make the squad uh, in a good place going in as we go towards championship. Oh, definitely. And I thought that, like, um, like see Mark Curran cornerback, um, you know, McCall, once they got the start, you know, you make the big full forward, Roach kind of, you know, you got a couple of scores and stuff. But see, any time the ball went on, then, especially the second half, like, them boys are right up alongside them and flicking the ball away. Like, and them six carry forwards I'll know they're probably not the six starters like with the boys to come in and they're going to be pushing for spots too like so I mean they were trying their hardest like but I thought once Corn and, and McCall Keelan Ward too and, and Tony Brosnan like I thought once they kind of got a grip of them in the second half it was a good platform but you're right two patents kick out was just like the conditions I don't know if you can see it on TV but like the conditions they're a bit a b- b- big breeze and, and, and then when the rain but patents kick out was just the joy to watch them just pinging them out like and you know, he's a, he's a talented goalkeeper, you know. If we do your big hands out there now, Neil. <laughs> Aaron, do you know what's funny after the match? Jack O'Connor flipping on about this point. And now, the point was debatable and was funny because from our side, we were at the opposite side to him. Kerry had a definite uh, wide in the second half, uh, uh, went in the near post uh, wide. And I, he was ranting and raving about that at the end of the match. And uh, it's funny what, what you give off about. You've got to be careful because this this was 100% wide. I don't know, did it show them just last white, last night? But there was, a, there was a period in the second half, Aaron, I don't know if could you see it on TV, but Kerry completely lost her shape. And we were hitting them on the break. 
we actually should have scored a goal at that point. Do you remember we were breaking up the pitch? I mean, Kerry was all over the place. And then there was one big call. The whole Kerry defence just went back in. The whole team went back into the 45. And they realised that they had got caught under the counter-attack. It's probably then that Donegal maybe should have got a bit of a cushion. As it stood then after that, Kerry had three very good chances. And even it was a point in it, by about five minutes to go to equalise. They missed, they missed them all. And I think we did... Right or look a small bit, uh, Aaron. Were you were you aware of that there in in the game? The fact that the way the game, particularly in the second half, a bit flipped from Kerry's defensive strategy initially all over the place to going back in the rigid. Yeah, but that's what I thought they actually were doing quite well in the first half against you. Was they were getting thirteen men back inside their own half, and that's where like some of your boys were taking the ball into contact. And getting stripped of it, but for me, what what impressed me, Armagh were doing that there on Saturday night. But Armagh, the two forwards that they had up the field, were standing on the forty-five. So it might give you an out in terms of being able to kick past it. But then as those two boys get it, they have to stand and wait for everybody to come. Where I thought in the first half, what Kerry were doing really well was once they had turned you over, their two inside forwards were stretching you. So they were staying right inside the 14, 21 yards, you know, and it, it was a it was a turnover, say, in your 45-meter lane. And it was a kick in the space. Uh, I think Graham O'Sullivan one time just ran up the middle of the field and a kick pass took basically all your players who were trying to retreat and get back to help um, McCall and Curran in the full-back lane. But I suppose in terms of the wind then changing in the second half and then boys just getting up to the speed of it, maybe communication getting a bit better, uh, a bit of spatial awareness, realising you know that we're all following the ball up the field, we're getting turned over and it's everybody chasing because we've left the two on two. So I think uh, without obviously being in the change rooms with your group, I think that's something maybe that managers might have addressed, players might have realised themselves. And it, it meant then, as Neil said, that any ball that was going in, your full-backs aren't afraid to attack it because there's a bit of pressure on it or they know all they have to do is get a hand in or break it and you have retreating players coming who's going to pick the ball up. So I think as a whole, um, definitely there was a big improvement for, from yourselves and whether Kerry ran out of steam or whether you know it was a group of boys who maybe aren't as used to playing with each other and nobody was taking the lead um, you know, in terms of who was going to control the shape of their team. Um, but that's not really a, a Donegal issue, so uh, let them worry about that there. I think from a Donegal perspective, that would have to be a, a huge plus, whether it was management, players, or them all coming together, that they realised what was going wrong in the first half or how you were leaving yourself so open um, to be able to, to turn that and stay in a game. They looked like they would run away from you. And then, like I said, you, you could have rode your luck a wee bit, um, a, a bit towards the end of the game, but... Nick, you have to remember Darrell Wheel was really unlucky too with an effort he should have should have could have had a goal in the first half where he came in the terrace side and have a shot off his left foot nearly within off the back post um, you know so definitely there, there was chances and positives all across the field for yourselves too yeah I think so just just on the overall picture you know seven games in nine weeks as you said early championship it's going to come thick and fast have you ever seen you know you've played under so many different managers you've gone under a league when you've You've had most of your players probably there. You've a good preparation. You know, you've had to find your feet, as Aaron was saying. Like, like have you ever seen a time like this in Donegal football? I mean, the amount of stuff. And let's be honest, there's vultures circling already. I could hear it out there from different people. You know, everything was negative. No, I'm not saying everything was negative, but the negative voices were there. And I was thinking, you know, this this is a difficult... And that's why I think for, for Paddy Carr, you know, you know, Rourke, Paddy, Bradley, the whole... Backroom team, you know, it's it's an unbelievable lift. I know it's only two points, but it certainly feels like a lot more. 
I, <clears throat> well, probably a lot of the negativity probably was, was maybe, you know, after Declan kind of, I suppose, stepped down or whatever, that it took a brave while for it to find a manager. Like, but see now, like, whenever the man Paddy's on there and stuff, like, it's just a matter of just, you know, getting behind it. Like, and I thought, like, there was a good crowd there yesterday, like, and the supporters fairly got behind the team and stuff and was there. Like, and I'm sure, like, you know, it's kind of like, not that they're being nervous, like, but they'll be excited, like you know them. Them three boys have great experience, like in management and players themselves, like, and have been through all that. But still, like first game at home, especially against Kerry, like it's going to be a kind of a big one. Like I, I seen the one with Jack O'Connor, like, and they kind of came running after the ref at the end of the game, like, and it just shows you what it meant to him. He was in sense not to get a draw out of it, like you know. So no, I'm sure them they were delighted again, like it is still January as the league, but at the same time, it's two points that. Possibly, you know, two months ago, like you know, we're probably thinking, you know, we might not um, get them two points. So it's definitely good, and like it's a good now going on to Tyrone because yeah. like after them getting beat at the weekend, um, we could try and relegate Tyrone. Is that what you're thinking? <laughs> no, but two points on our. I would like that. And just on the management team, there obviously there's one of your own men and Aidan O'Rourke. What 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 do you think, what would he bring in, in your uh, in in your opinion to to this setup as a coach? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go in a bit on, on Neil's point there as well before I, I speak about Aidan. And for me, like, I'm sure you're outside and you can hear all the stuff. And right, it probably wasn't ideal. It took longer than they would have hoped to get somebody. Um, you know, there was the amount of rumours about who was going to get it, who wasn't going to get it. But I, I'm always of the opinion that once they do get it, just like Neil said, you have to get on board to support them. Like, Paddy Carroll is a very good manager of his own right. But then to pull a management team of Paddy Bradley, as I'm assuming clearly he's your forwards coach, Aidan O'Rourke, very experienced player, manager, coach in terms of looking after the defence. So, right, it mightn't have been there in place as long as everyone would have wanted it to be. But if they're given time and given a bit of space and allowed to, to develop um, their own sort of uh, their own sort of feel of that team, there's more than enough quality uh, within them, but it, it did just feel like me, like everybody was down in the whole thing. And at the end of the day, like, this isn't golf, like this is an individual sport, like this is a team, this is a county that you have to give them an opportunity um, to to be able to put their own stamp um, on things. And like I said, two days ago, never mind two months ago, you mightn't have thought that that result was going to come, but it did. Um, I'm sure there's plenty that can be improved on and there's plenty that they will feel that there's improvement on, but it's it's a brilliant start. Um, in terms of Aidan, uh, I know there was maybe there was a bit of criticism over the, the down panel last year um, and that, but I, I would be, and some of the murmurs coming out of it, training not being good or not being coached well enough, but for me, like Aidan as a player, um, was was a, like extremely smart player, great reader again. He'd be methodical in in what he would do uh, as far as I'm concerned. He's managed loud. Um, he's coached in Kildare. He's coached in Down. He's now with yourselves. And um, you know he, he's heavily invested and has been in football since he's retired. So like he would have so many qualities, good defensive qualities, um, or even in terms of how a team as a whole should be able to set up. That um, I think yeah, like I said, just if there was a bit of positivity uh, and a bit of time and space for him that I think he'll definitely add to it. Um, and like Paddy Bradley as a, as a forward, um, like we all know the qualities that he had. Um, and I think he'd be well able to, to bring that across to, to the modern game um, and, and how things have changed in that there. Because the game is changing. The game, going back a wee bit to what it was, um, 
you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago. And, and that's whenever Paddy was at his best. Because I also remember, I was lucky enough, I played an international rules team with him. But the one thing he always wanted to do was take a defender's space once he got the ball in his possession. And similar to what you would have done yourself, Brendan, like, he was brilliant at it. So as the game evolves back to where you might get more opportunities um, to, to take on a man only for 10 yards in a one-on-one situation. But he would always take your space. He'd step across you. He'd either make you foul you where you have to, you'd have to let him go and he'd get the shot off. Um, so again, as a young forward coming up in the county, or even those who are established, I think that they can feed and learn plenty off the likes of him as well also. Yeah, yeah, good man. Aaron. And listen, the last coach we had from Armagh was, of course, the famous John Morrison. If he's as good as John, I'd be happy enough, the, the legend that he was, God rest him. Uh, Neil, Aaron just touched on time and management and time there. Now, I was in Tyrone today. And already, there's a couple of boys skinning, you know. This is a team won All-Ireland two years ago. Obviously, had almost an off year last year. And they're saying, right, they're not going well. There's going to have to be a change. And I'm like, right, boys, are you going mad or what? You know, day one. I mean, how do you see this next week with Tyrone? And I suppose it was, it was mentioned earlier about, you know, people's attitudes towards, you know, any result. And like I was hearing that today in Tyrone, people are questioning now, where are they going? What's happening? Uh, like I mean, <clears throat> I suppose not too many. I suppose whenever Logan and Deher thought that they won All Ireland the first year in charge, kind of thing or whatever, like and 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 they done that and had great success and like, you know, that time they won it like two years ago, <laughs> it was a great victory. I know a lot of the teams the year after, apart from probably Dublin there this last while, the year afters kind of tend to be kind of injuries and different things, and it's not as good. But you'd be expecting them like now that they've kind of got a fairly I suppose it's kind of a settled team. I suppose what's a couple. I know that a lot of boys walked away last year and stuff, but they'll still be like dangerous. Like when you look at Ulster, like I mean, there's probably five or six teams that are running around. Derry could be a wee bit ahead of everybody else, but then there's five or six that that could win it in Tyrone's and they're like I mean, you could play Tyrone five times in a row now, five weekends. Like and you know it'll be two two going into the last. Like you know between us and them. Um, I think that the two boys that have two fairly good managers. Like so, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Um, the panic's button been had too quick. Yeah. Aaron, Aaron, just as Neil said there, you know, who's who's pushing on in Ulster? You know, you obviously seen uh, our man Monaghan at the weekend. Like, it looks now from the outside as if it... it listen, again, I don't want to be judging any first, first day, but it could be tough and, uh, a tough season for Monaghan. Um, uh, in terms of your own lads, of course, you accounted for us and Throne last year, as did Derry. So if anybody's on the up in, in Ulster, it's the, the Orchard men and the Derry men. Uh, uh, what, what would you make of that? Uh, well, I, I would have thought that, uh, like before yesterday, I would have put uh, Tyrone. I felt that they, were, they would have the biggest comeback this year, more to prove. I would have them down as favourites for Ulster. Um, as it stands today, I'd probably say Derry again, um, just given what happened to Tyrone yesterday. I wouldn't hit the panic button as big with them. Um, I do think they still have an awful lot of quality to give away two goals in very quick succession, yes, sir, which is not something that you generate um, attribute to them. Um, but in terms of ourselves, uh, definitely after last year, the two wins against yourselves and Tyrone, it put us up on a bit of a pedestal. I think the the excitement that came with the Galway game raised things another bit, but I, I would be pragmatic enough to, to sit back and look to say we were quite fortunate to end up even getting a draw against Galway. To be honest, I was at the game and I thought we were comfortably beat. Um, I thought the game was over. Obviously, just two high balls in and we got two goals and it was just basically pandemonium um, from, from then on. Um, but definitely heading in the right direction. Um, I, I would see 
uh, ourselves probably sitting in behind Donegal or in behind Derry at the moment um, as as potential second favourites. But um, I, the one team I would be most worried about ourselves, I think we would account for Antrim um, easily enough in the first round. But having to play Cavan in Cavan um, is one that I know there's a full league campaign to come here. But as I speak to you now, that's one game that I think we will just get our absolute fill of it. Um, I was over, and it was only a McKenna Cup game. It was a Wednesday night and a blashing rain um, for Armagh and Cavan a couple of weeks ago. But I have to say I was very impressed with how Cavan set up um, defensively and how their forward shape and how they tried to move the ball, their willingness to look for a pass. Um, and, and they were missing Garrod McCarran and they were missing Paddy Lynch up front that day. Um, uh, James Smith in the middle of the field uh, so they had a lot of their better players still to come back but they looked they looked physically in good shape and they played a good style of football that as the ground get harder and the weather get better they're just going to be harder to handle so for me that is going to be a huge test um, and, and I could see that even from months out for Armagh heading over to Brafie Park Yes indeed and listen just looking at the the way the All Ireland set up, Neil, you know, you, you, you're only guaranteed it in Division 1 on the top of, of 2, really, as it looks, because the way Connacht is, there's going to be Sligo or Leitham going to be in the final. There's a spot gone. Westmeath won the Telton Cup there. And so you don't want to be dropping down the division. Now, I think Derry, obviously, how they started, conceding four points. I mean, that's 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 some defensive display. Neil, no one knows Gary Geller better than you. Is this just the same playbook? from your time and, and Jim's time. Do you see any difference in it? You know, the fitness, the attitude. I mean, you've seen the the, the two Glenn lads was back there at the weekend. That, you know, that is a real all-in thing that, that would have been there in Jim's time. Like, I thought them lads would have got a break. There they are, you know, in, in the National League again. It just seems the way Geller is here, boys. We're all in, that's it, you know. Yeah, well, I suppose, like, exactly. I remember, like, with Jim and Rory's time and that when they were in, it was kind of a... You didn't want to miss a league. You didn't hardly want to miss a McKenna Cup match or a league match unless you were you know, like one of the guaranteed starters. But anybody wasn't a guaranteed starter. You didn't want to be injured. You didn't want to be missing the game because it took you a year now to be a guaranteed <laughs> starter. <laughs> ah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you, like I'm more glad of that now, by the way. But, but even again, like McKenna Cup league games, like you know, you didn't want to be missing out because next thing somebody else comes on there and plays well, and 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 it's kind of hard to put them out. You know what I mean? Then, so I mean. I think Rory's created the same culture um, within Derry. It's like whoever wants to go with us, you know, for whatever many years there is, go with it. And showed last year like they were successful in Ulster and probably going on then the semi final. Like, you know, this the second half kind of got away from him against Galway. But the way he'd created it, I was still surprised that the Ethan Doherty and, and Conor Glass played. But at the same, you know, they probably hadn't much training done with Derry collectively. But at the same time, they're two of their better players, like, um, and I'm sure. I suppose after what happened to them, they might have been maybe glad to get on playing a bit of football, you know. Um, but you know, he'll have them <laughs> gone low. And as I say, the thing about it now is that when the league's finished, there's no taper off or just you know, kind of take a week off and stuff. The championships, you know, starting or whatever in April and stuff, and so you're having a wild bit of time to kind of get going. And I think the good thing about the league and even the championship being condensed. Is that you don't want to play a championship match and then four weeks later then you know your next game as it used to be with and stuff like you want to be playing every week or two you know and get there nothing and bring your fitness on and kind of stuff like that as games you know so oh, you're you happy be. enough for the new format 
I think so. Like it's yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's going to take a bit of tweaking. I think Aaron, just just flipping out the whole county scene at the minute. Glenn and Glenn and Cloaks, Doctor Cloaks representatives are meeting in Crow Park as we speak. I think. Um, I know this has been talked about inside out. Aaron, where where do you see this uh, ending up? I, I was of the opinion last week that I did think a, a replay was a certainty. Um, and then we were chatting to your, your buddy Wally uh, on, on his podcast and the word at that stage and it then was confirmed for Kilmercud is that their stance was if a replay is to be ordered that they're happy to hand the cup back and give it to Mara and tell them that they're all Ireland champions. Um, I feel sorry for, for both teams. Um, I feel sorry for the position that they've been put in. It's it's the biggest day uh, in the club calendar um, and it's it's just not a nice position for either club or set of players to, to be in I don't think there's going to be any winner um, you know if this drags on and gets messier um, but I suppose initially I thought from listening to Malika Rourke that Glenn were happy enough that you know they just had accepted um, I can also see where the players or committee or how they, they come to the conclusion of you know we have an opportunity here that if we do um, raise a raise a complaint that there's a potential we could get an All Ireland final replay. Um, that's not something that that you're going to walk away from. So again, you can clearly understand uh, what they want to do. If I was Crooks, I would have the bull up and I'd say, let's get this game on and we'll teach you a lesson and and, and show you who the real All Ireland champions are. But Clearly, they have boys who have now left the country and they're not going to have a, a full hand to pick from. Um, so therefore, a replay just isn't an option because they don't feel they'll be at full strength. So like I said, it's just going to be a messy situation that's just going to be a sorry debacle that really come down to, and you don't like to be too critical of them, but it was a referee and, or administration error somewhere between referee, a linesman, a fourth official, Communication wasn't what it should have been, and um, for a game of that magnitude, and had a 45 been retaken, we wouldn't be in this situation. If Mahara had to took a 45 again, scored a goal, it was Kilmacud's fault for having an extra player in the field. Took the 45 again, and Ma- and Crooks come out with the ball. At least Mahara got justice; they had their chance, and they didn't take it a second time round. So, um, to me, that's that's a, the unfortunate situation that has us where we are now. Um, it seemed like. There was an awful lot going on in the sideline at that yeah. stage, and this has just slipped through, and it's just created a, a holy mess. Unfortunately, Gee, it is a holy mess. Aaron, you're right. I just think that you know you can't say that. Listen, they're amateurs and amateur organisation; these things happen. But I think there had to be a look at it that evening. Crooks had to be warned here. There has to be something looked at, at least by that bit of time. To I suppose to make some kind of effort in it. We'll remain to see what happens. Listen, for now, Aaron Kernan, as ever, thanks so much. We didn't even get a chance to talk about Francie Bailey's uh, 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 benefit night that you ran so well. We'll, we'll, we'll get a chat about that again, uh, Aaron. We're running out of time you, here. You, you need a full hour for that one, <laughs> A few behind-the-scenes stories. Hey, Aaron, it was a great night. We'll get talking again, as ever, Aaron. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Hey. Um, that's Aaron Kernan, of course, uh, all the way from Cross McGlain there via Zoom. Big Neil's going to hang on here. We'll get you a wee cup of tea, hey? And we'll get a couple of ad breaks on here. We're back after you. Back after these. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Laddercanny. Serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Laddercanny. Serving food you'll love till 9pm daily in Sarah's Kitchen. And there's free admission entertainment every weekend. 
Yes, indeed. Welcome back. Welcome back. Big Neil has stayed with us here. He didn't have tea because he only drinks the herbal stuff now and he does <laughs> yoga and... Uh, I think everybody in the Glen should know what he's, what he's at there, folks. That's how he's so lean, hey, I do. <laughs> but listen, I'm glad, Neil, you've stayed on. We're going to chat now after these couple of clips. Uh, after the game yesterday, our own Oisin Kelly, who's doing commentary in the game, caught up with, first of all, Donegal uh, coach, uh, manager, Paddy Carr, and then after that, man of the match, Keelan McGonagall. Paddy, uh, up and running with a victory. Uh, a good day for Donegal here in a wet ball buffet. Well, as I say, two smiles land Hebra. You know, it's uh, it's, a, it's a special day. Like it's to go out in those tight kind of games, and particularly you know, given the conditions and all out there, like there was, uh, like the truth is, irrespective of that game had it went the other way by a point to carry, I would still be exceptionally proud of the effort yeah. and all because you know we asked of that. The lads are kind of aware that you know people are unsure as to where Donegal football is at the at the moment. You know, in terms of talent and all of that, you can put question any team, but in terms of heart and in and pride and passion that's intact there and I think the lads showed that there because they were out on their feet at the end and upset Paddy to do what he's done so often for Donegal and pull it out, out of the fire so it was great Well the way they turned it round because you were six points down after 24 minutes of the first half to see out the half in the manner that you just did and continue that for the first 10 minutes in the second half was impressive Paddy? Yeah well <clears throat> you know I was a bit concerned because we actually had more chances than we capitalised on you know and we did uh, a lot of the, the Kerry scores t- tended to come from sort of mistakes that we had made and you know, we're, we're trying to uh, tweak, I suppose, for the want of a better word, the kind of football that we play. And, you know, I think that that was kind of evident there today. I, I never fault lads for making mistakes. The biggest mistake you make is not to worry about making them. And once the effort and the endeavour is right. So, look, it's... Uh, the lads, you know, they, they can walk tall around the county this week and we'll, we'll kick on from that. And that's, you know, I'm very conscious of giving people here in, in Donegal, particularly, uh, you know, our thoughts are very much still with the people in Creaselaw and we hope that that put a smile on their face. Yeah, well, you've brought a smile to people, supporters here today, because in the final whistle, blew, we could see what, what it meant to them. But one young fellow in particular, young Keel McCulgan from Muff, yeah. his first league start today, yeah. three points, man of the match, a super contribution. And, and he didn't fear taking on the All Ireland champions? No, 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 I mean, just the angle where I was standing on two of the points, I mean, they were exceptional points. And he ha- ran himself into the ground. And I mean, you look at young Johnny McGrady there from Downings as well, you know, it, it gave everything. And a few other lads that have come in there as well. And it's, you know, it's even young Luke. In, like he's only a teenager coming in there and like we trust these lads and they show uh, great spirit and I want to pay condolences to Luke's uh, family, his granddad was buried yesterday and uh, I hope uh, that uh, they enjoyed that hour Yeah, and very very proud moment for the family just looking ahead now to next week finally um, Tyrone and Healy Park and, and, and Oma, but you go to that game now with a spring in the step, having beat the, the Rennie League and all Ireland champions? Well, you, look, one of the things that's always important in, in, in sport and team sport is in competitions is a bit of a momentum. So, like, I'd like to think that that has propelled us on. It'll certainly make the week uh, a, a, lot, uh, a lot better, you know. And uh, it's, uh, you know, you see there's a very significant number of lads still to come back into that squad there at the moment. And uh, it'll. Uh, a lot of lads now will be dying to get out of the treatment table and back out onto the field for Donegal but a, big, a very proud performance and you know Kerry are, have an amazing pedigree uh, they come up there, they play their hearts out as well but look, we, we did what we had to do in the end Kill McCulgan, man of the match uh, not a bad way to start your, your senior career with Donegal first league starting a man of the match performance against the All-Ireland Champions Yeah definitely, it's great to get over line against Kerry they're a real great outfit even though they're Missing a few today, we were missing a few and we all 
want to push on, set out a message. Yeah. But listen, in your own performance today, three points coming from, from wing back in very, very tough conditions. I'm sure you're very, very pleased with your, your, your own performance. Yeah, definitely. I'm happy enough. I was, wasn't expecting to get the start, never mind the man of match. So happy now. Hopefully keep the jersey now for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, well, listen, you put yourself certainly in a, in a good position to do that. But, but on the game today, at, at one stage, you were six points down, 24 minutes on the clock. One six to three points it was, and, and Kerry seemed to be in total control of the game, but it was a fantastic turnaround by Donegal. Yeah, definitely. We knew we were the best team. Their goals and their points led to our mistakes, and we knew coming at half-time we were pushing on in the second half. Yeah, and you did that, and you hit them four runs answer score, wasn't it, that opening ten minutes? Yeah, I think so. I, I, we knew we setting out a message in that second half, so we're not here to mess around. Yeah, what did the management say to you at the, at, at the break? Because you finished the half well, too, so you did that uh, stage. Look, they thought we were the better team throughout the first half, and they knew we'd push on the second half then. What's it like with you young boys? Johnny McGrady, of course, another and, and, and here today. And There's a good handful of you young players that are now in, in, in the senior mix. Obviously, you have settled on well. Yeah, definitely. Look, we're pushing on through training. I think we deserved our spot. I mean, there's a few more that can still push on, too. Yeah. It's good for you in the club. The club will be happy with us, so they will. Yeah, definitely. They're very supportive of me throughout my career, so yeah. I'm happy for the club and for myself. Uh, but it's important for, for a club like the Patrick down in Moff to, to have somebody in the senior ranks and, yeah. and develop the, the, the way, particularly the way you have. Yeah, definitely. I, we don't have many 20 seniors ever, yeah. I don't think. Maybe one. And then, but uh, we're a growing club. We're trying to push on now the next couple of years. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, the more immediate thing now for you is Tyrone now, now next week, but you should go in there now in, in, in good stead after that one tonight. Yeah, definitely. We'll be confident going on the Oma that we can get a one. And any, anywhere we go in the country, we know we can get a one if we put our minds to it. Fair play to you, lad. That was some, some debut in fairness. Fair play to him. And as they looked, Lennon. And all the debut and says McGrady kicking in with a, a point as well, and, and really as you, as you were saying at at the back as well, Kern and and everybody <coughs> that that made their debuts yesterday and come on and helped in that game. Neil, it was it was huge stuff. You just Paddy Carr there, you know his demeanour. You know I've heard stories of McGinnis tearing strips off people. Never you because you had always <laughs> done your job. I remember Boner absolutely uh, uh, crucifying me for that header I scored against London. But I can't see Paddy Carr now letting rip anybody in the dressing room. Maybe there's maybe that's where O'Rourke or, or Paddy or, or Patrick comes in. <laughs> he might let, maybe somebody else that let loose on them. Or maybe <laughs> I'm mistaken. I suppose it's not no, but uh, like it's he has a very cool kind of. Demeanor there about him, like you know, and, and and spoke very well, like and you know, especially mentioned the young fellas there a lot, like and <clears throat> like Luke McLean coming on, like and doesn't look phased at all, like even hitting the penalty in the McKenna Cup game against Monaghan, like only still a teenager, like and Johnny McGrady as well covered every blade of grass yesterday, like was up and down the field and getting stuck in, and um, no, like he 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 um he seems like and like he was on a bit of style of play, like a bit changing maybe the style of play and stuff, and hopefully with Paddy Bradley that on there, like that. There were times even yesterday, like, and again, you're kind of, I suppose me as a midfielder, like, you're kind of, first option nearly always just to lock up. And there are times there you'd be thinking, just, you know, let her rip and let her run, like, you know, and it's too often kind of, you get into this kind of solo one and not even locking up. But I think if a lot of kind of times just, you know, drive her in, because the forward is there, like, you know, Patrick, Jimmy Brennan, sure, like, he's a great ball winner taking men on. And all it takes is one high ball in, ball to spill, like, and, mm. and it could be a goal. So, Hopefully we'll see a lot more of that. And then just, just last question to you. Just looking ahead to Tyrone, right? If that team plays now that we have, you know, and listen, it, it was a great performance. It's pretty inexperienced. If we're going up against a a, a pretty full-strength Tyrone team in Healy Park, it's going to be a very different prospect from a home match against that Kerry side. You know, 
Like next week is a very difficult uh, prospect because they're only going to be under pressure to win their home game. Big time, I and no more so than like we have a good record in Balbafey like and stuff. But going on there, especially after getting beat, <coughs> neighbours like and rivals, and like it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a tough one. Hopefully, our boys will just you know push on, push on, and I'm sure with the three boys on the management team there, the experience they've have going from one game to the other, they'll know that listen, this is going to be a tough one, especially Healy Park. They'll be mad for winning it for, for two points, like so. Um, now it's it'll not be soft, you know. Not be soft. Hey, listen, if we do happen to go down to them, you've Monaghan. I think that's a game, maybe one of those away games we could target. That's that's uh, the roundup on that for now. As I say, earlier today, I caught up with uh, Sir Maximus himself, Maxi Kern, uh, the ATU and ladies boss, for a chat about the season so far. Yes, Maxi, it's Monday here in Highland Radio. Thanks so much for coming up to the studio and giving us your words. Yeah, no problem, running anytime. Maxie, uh, just before we get into the, the ladies and the, and the season so far and, and what's ahead, Maxie, just uh, you're a busy, busy man as ever, ATU boss as well. Maxie, I was just looking at some of the squads and I covered the team that they just, they just lost to UU Jordanstown when they were playing UCD and I was just looking at the talent and the pools of talent that's out there and of course ATU are trying to get up and in the mix of that, Maxie, but you know, that was a talented side. Uh, you can mighty close to I don't know if you call it an upset as such but you can mighty close to, to getting across the line with them and, and we're bossing the game at half time yeah look um, we, we do uh, look we kind of we, we pride ourselves on on being able to mix it um, with, the, with the big boys as, as they say um, we, we, we didn't do a great job of it against uh, DCU in the in the previous round. You know, it was a, a very tough night for us that came on the back of a, a really tough fortnight for, for the lads. You know, people forget that these boys are, are, are that, they're, you know, they're boys, they're kids. You know, some of them are still teenagers. And, you know, um, that in the lead up to that DCU game, we had, uh, you know, some Ryan McFadden had played something like five games in nine days between yeah. the McKenna Cup, you time. know, McKenna yeah. Cup and Club Under 21, and, yeah. you know, and you had guys, and, you know, and then there was cancellations, it was weather, there was, that was a period, there was a real bad bug and flu going about, you know, and, um, look, we were just really undercooking out of that game. Um, we had had a very positive league campaign. Uh, we had taken DCU to extra time in the quarter final. We'd beaten St. Mary's, we'd beaten Queens. Um, we were, Beaten by Jordanson, all right, in the in the in the third group match, but we still qualified at that stage. And you know, we um, look, we had, we had high hopes of being a, you know really competitive in this year's competition, you know, just as we were last year. And um, I think look, the the Jordanson game, we probably did ourselves a bit of justice, and we came out you know down the road with our with our heads held high. And um, you know, you, you mentioned the quality of of some of those bigger colleges. You know, the roster they have is you know is frightening. You know, Jordanson were able to bring on five hundred county players that have played in the McKenna Cup. Um, Against us that day, you know, our own Keelan McCoggan, who had, you know, shot the lights out yesterday, was, you know, he was, you know, playing corner back in that team. And, you know, they just had so many, so many county players, you know, to come yeah. in and out of their team and one thing or another. And, and, look, we don't have that. And, look, we have guys playing Division 2 and Intermediate and Junior Football and, um, on our team. But, listen, that, that's all very well. That's for the, for, for the, for the stats and that's Dupix. But, you know, on the day, our boys, you know, just fought there. Thought like their lives depended on it, and and uh, you know when you when you have that, you know, give me fifteen battlers over fifteen footballers any day, and you know it, uh, and uh, that's what what got us so close. Um, you know, just um, you know the sheer attitude of the boys in the world of one, and you know, and for them to play with such vigor for for their for their college team is you know, is a testament to, to those guys, and um, you know, I think maybe just invested so much in the first 40, 45 minutes, we just kind of maybe ran out of steam a bit in the end. And how important, actually, do you put place the Seagerson in terms of? Not just Letter Kenny and the college and Donegal 
the progression of these lads. You know, do you think it's a really important uh, point in terms of the? You know, we're looking at players that are hopefully going to go on and maybe play for Donegal. Or, I know a lot of them are and are involved in county teams, but is this a very vital part of of what they're doing? Like, I'm just trying to get a grasp of how important Seagrass football is, and if we can promote it how it lifts the college and that. There's so many different aspects to this, you know what I mean? Yeah, there is. And look, I don't know maybe a vital is the right word, but I think it's a very useful part of um, of, of, of young players' development nowadays. Um, look, unfortunately, it's probably a short enough window. And, you know, it's we always say to the lads, it's a really cool combination to play in because it's one of the very few where the nearly the ratio of matches will, will outweigh that. Um, t- the ratio of matches to training will outweigh, whereas every, every other team, you, you train 10 times as much as you play. So, look, the boys really like it from that perspective. But, yeah, look to get um, to get the chance to test themselves against the the very best. You know, um, young Aaron Gillooly from Rakuls there, um, Mark Dara Canavan against Jordan held them to a point from play. You know, which is a serious achievement. There's many a you know a long-standing inter-county player would be proud of that. And um, you know, and, and that's an experience that the likes of Aaron will you know will will, will, will take um, along with him and it'll help him in his club career. And um, and look, you seen Johnny McGrady there yesterday. He came on, he kicked his point. Um, he's played now in DCU for a couple of years. Uh, Keelan McCoggan, as we mentioned, um, has, has started for Georgetown. Um, so that's a massive step for those boys, you know, maybe fellas, like maybe Johnny and Keelan who are coming from, you know, intermediate clubs and, you know, they don't be exposed to maybe that high a level, you know, from one year to the next, you know, whereas a, a lot of the boys in the other counties are maybe playing, you know, at a, at a higher level consistently. So to give them boys the chance to be, you know, um, exposed to that level of football is brilliant. And, you know, we had the likes of Dylan Dorian who had a brilliant campaign for us in the league and, you know, it was called under the squad, the training squad. On the back of that, Joe bradley Wilds got called under the last year's panel on the back of scoring 3-3 down against um, UL down in the Dome last year in the, in the quarterfinal so you know it's, a, it's, it's providing the boys with a, with a shop window for them to I suppose you know, to, to, to express themselves and then it's, um, it's also exposing them to football at the absolute highest level you know because that's what they've met in the two matches look we got a very tough draw in Jordanstown and DCU yeah. um, so that's just the, you know, the highest quality you can get yeah so. yeah definitely Maxie definitely good man Maxie just switching to one of your other teams uh, I don't know many teams you're involved oh, in oh that's it that's listen it, I know this is this is the most important um, I see and listen of course it is and it's ladies football and I see and I'm looking at the division there and for years actually there was an odd team in there that maybe maybe hadn't totally got their act together for want of a better word I'm looking at the eight sides in the top league now and they're all they're all teams that can handle themselves and could beat other teams you of course have rested a lot of our or household names, if you like, because a lot of them have, have, have been around so long and you want to keep them fresh this summer. You've gone back to youth. It's been a tough couple of tough couple of open games. We've lost both games, Maxie. Now we're away to Kerry, uh, making the making the trip to play Kerry, Maxie. So it's, been a, it's going to be a tough, tough league for, for us. It's going to be a very tough league and... Um you know, yeah, it's probably the toughest league that uh, that that we have experienced in the, in my five or six years. You know, in the job here, you know, there's always been a, a couple of maybe um, of the of the lesser teams that because there's only one team to get relegated, it's kind of quite t- difficult to get relegated. So uh, we, um, you know, there's always been a couple that you you know you you set out at the start as you know that's one we can definitely target. You know, that's not the case this year. You've got um, you know you you have the last year's four All-Ireland semi-finalists you know and that's not to mention you know Dublin, Cork or Galway you know were the, the three most renowned teams in the country and the most success at underage so you know that's a that's a serious level of, of, of competition um, And uh, but look 
you know, we um, we knew what we were getting into at the start. We knew that you know a lot of those more senior guards wouldn't be around for the for this part of the league, and um, and look, it was not something we shied away from. Donegal are staring down into a, a long period of transition, and um, we knew that the younger guards were going to have to get a, a crack at it. And look, we we weren't in any way afraid of that. We we have great belief in some of the players we have. You know, there's a few of them have a maybe a year or two in the squad. They might not have played very many matches, and then we've a couple of you know real good underage players coming through, and look, we've we've high hopes. And, and a lot of belief in them. So, you know, the only way they're going to learn is by getting in and, you know, going in so at the deep end. It's, it'd been very easy for you after everything you did with this team, how far you took them to kind of think, right, there's a, a change coming here. But you, but now you've a, you've a long-term plan. Listen, nobody knows a ladies' game like you. So have you, have you, have you a new crop now? <laughs> Listen, of course, the old brigade's going to be back, but are you thinking now I'm going to stay about and, and mould a, a new East team? Is that the plan or is that too far? Ahead? No, that's, 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 uh, that's um, definitely a way down, 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 <laughs> we'll down, down the road. We'll get you five-year you know, plan. Was, no, look, you know, they, they, they went so close last year, you know, they were a kick of the ball away from beating yeah. me, who, you know, who, who were confident in the All-Ireland final last year. So, you know, it's, it's still something that's, that's, that's hanging there for us, you know, that, that dream and ambition of, of going and winning All-Ireland and uh, you know um, we are definitely rinsing every ounce out of these senior girls you know and you know we're really asking you know them to go above and beyond to, to play for Donegal and you know the dream and the, and, and the intention is still to go and, and, and battle for an All-Ireland um, but we are also very conscious that you know there's a you know the the team will last a lot longer than than myself and a number of the senior guards. So we want to try and leave it in as positive a place as we can. You know, when our time is done, and we feel by these guards getting a a, a crack at Division One now that they will be the better for that. And you know, you have guards playing there, as I say. You know, they've um, you know. I've said it a number of times, you know, me that 10 players started on Saturday that have more All-Irelands and 10 of our girls have matches played for Donegal, so that's a measure of the of the disparity and experience yeah. levels, but those girls will be the better for that and, you know, some of those girls will be playing for Donegal for the next 5-10 years and will remember occasions like that, you know. So you can, you, if you get a couple of players under pressure, Maxie, you see can perform and you get the you get the most senior players back. You then have a have a better squad. So in many ways, even though this has been a tough start, you can turn this around. And listen, you've Waterford coming up. You're going to target Waterford and Mayo, right? If you can if you can overturn the two of them, there's one team going down. All of a sudden, you stay in the division. That's all you really want to do. And then you get your 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 senior players back, and you build into the championship. Yeah, no, that's 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 completely it. You know, you're all uh, you're all the time looking to develop one or two, and look, you don't want wholesale changes from one season to the next. You know, if you can, if you can, any team can bring one or two new players in every year. That's that's the ideal way of of progressing and and evolving the team. And look, we feel you know from what we've seen so far, there's definitely going to be you know one, two, three girls that are really going to put her hand up come the summertime, regardless who comes back. You know, so yeah, look, it's been it's been very positive. Yeah, I know we haven't got the points on the board, but I think everybody has really put their hand up and and you know we've come out swinging in, in this campaign. And uh, I say everybody's, it's, it's a win-win for us so far. Uh, my just last question about the, the score lines. Now, you know me, I'm an entertaining <laughs> football type guy. And the big attraction I thought in the ladies game for years when I used to go and watch Maria, and, and that was kind of, I, I, I always say this, there was, there was, it was more open play, right? And there was loads of scores. I'm just looking at 5 to 1 7 here. Is, it, is conditions anything to do with this, or is, is tactics just gone, yeah, uh, gone with, full uh, throttle? Uh, and look, last week with 10 minutes to go, it was 6 6. Um, look, we happened just by coincidence happened to retain a lot of our defensive players from last year so our defence is still very strong right. you know something we would have ourselves be able to defend well um, a lot of the players that are missing happen to be you know uh, offensive type players um, and Look, we, we we felt that by keeping the thing tight, we were, look, we didn't feel that we were ever going to shoot the lights out. So, you know, in order for us to to be competitive and get a chance of, course, of getting yeah, points, you know, the the less we conceded, the less we had to score. 
Yeah, yeah, brilliant stuff from Maxi Kern. What a servant he's been to, to you here in the county, folks. That's wrapping up the show. I want to thank, of course, Maxi, who you just heard there, Aaron Kiernan, Big Neil Gallagher. We've got the amazing, sensational Monday night sessions coming up as ever with Jimmy and Paul. Next week, as we look ahead to all the GA news will be happening, of course, the big game, Tyrone and Donegal. I guess we'll include Tyrone legend, Enda McGinley. So that's it for the DL Debate episode one. I'll speak to you all next week. Ah, ah, ah,